Hello, and welcome to another episode of Women's Retirement Radio, where we will continue to discuss retirement issues that uh, are impactful to women, their families, uh, as they think about the next chapter in their lives. Before we get started today, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my buddy, uh, Rick. He is a uh, colleague, a friend, uh, a fellow financial advisor um, out in Idaho, and he sent an email, which made me laugh. He said that uh, instead of calling it the Women's Retirement Radio Podcast, he really wants me to call it the Women's Key Retirement Podcast, just so he can say he's listening to WKRP. Um, and for those of you that are not too young to remember, um, if we do uh, indeed change it to WKRP in the future, we'll have to figure out how to recreate the famous Turkey Drop episode featuring uh, Les Nessman and the rest of the WKRP crew. So uh, don't hold your breath, but uh, I'll keep you posted on that. And thanks for the uh, thanks for the thought, Rick. Today I want to cover current events. Uh, and the subtitle for today's episode might be "Bad News is Highly Infectious." Uh, whether you want to or not, given today's 24-hour news cycle and stations like CNN and Fox News and the internet and email newsletters and social media like Facebook, it's near impossible not to pay attention to what's going on in the world around us, um, for better or for worse. And uh, as I'm recording this, it's a rainy Monday morning in Atlanta, and the current crisis du jour, uh, if you will, is the coronavirus. Uh, in fact, the Dow Jones Industrial Average opened up several hundred points down this morning uh, based on new reported cases of the coronavirus around the world. And I don't frankly know enough to substantiate the severity of the coronavirus infection that does seem to be spreading. Uh, I have read uh, multiple reports that say that just regular influenza, which you know many of us seem to deal with uh, seasonally, um, has has and continues to kill far more people than coronavirus um, has even come close to. So I, I don't know if that puts things in perspective, and I'm certainly not trying to make light of what sounds like a very serious issue that I hope is dealt with uh, quickly, efficiently, and thoroughly. But I did want to use this as an example of how our decisions and our emotions can be manipulated by current events, news. Um, and typically, it seems to be the bad news, um, which seems to spread the quickest and have the most significant impact on our financial planning and our financial decision making. Uh, and so currently we're talking about the coronavirus. Uh, later this year in the U.S., we have the uh, presidential election. And depending on which side of the aisle you categorize yourself or who your preferred candidate is, um, you know, things are just going to get, I, I suspect, a little bit crazier um, and more circus-like as the past few presidential elections have seemed to become. So we have that to look forward to, and I'm sure that's going to uh, dominate the news headlines and the news cycle more and more in the coming weeks and months ahead. And I 
could probably ask you to think back uh, in the not too distant future about other issues. Um, going back to something as horrific as 9-11, um, I was actually at work. Um, I was working for Merrill Lynch at the time, but I was at work when, um, when I learned of what had happened in New York um, and in, in the other sites that were impacted that day. Um, and the market shut down the next day um, and I believe uh, stayed closed for a couple of days before reopening. Um, and while that was a tragedy beyond words, the markets, um, our financial institutions have, for lack of a better term, largely recovered and um, life, life goes on. Um, thinking farther back, you know, we've gone through wars. Um, we've gone through other terrorism, acts of terrorism around the world. We've, we have global issues, um, both uh, economic, political. Uh, we deal with legislative changes all the time. Most recently, we're, we, we're dealing with and continuing to interpret the ramifications of the SECURE Act and what that's going to mean for each of our retirements and retirement planning decisions. So all this to say, what's, what's the takeaway? What can you do? I mean, how, if bad news is highly uh, infectious, what can you do to immunize yourself, to protect yourself from the, from the ability for bad news to travel quickly and to sink deeply and to perhaps affect our emotions in a way where we make decisions that might frankly not be in our best interest, certainly over the long term, but maybe not even short term. And I believe strongly the best thing we can do is to focus on what you can control. Uh, let me repeat that. Focus on what you can control. Now, immediately you might be saying, well, you know, I, you know, if you're thinking about a presidential election, every vote counts. I, I have influence there. And yes, you do. And I'm certainly not suggesting that you don't get out and vote in every election, whether that's national or local. But despite the little bit of an influence that you may exert in an election, you don't control it. Um, with a infectious disease like uh, coronavirus, um, there are certainly steps you can take to protect yourself and to minimize your chances of becoming infected. Uh, but at the end of the day, there are a lot of other people involved um, that could be carriers or that could uh, unwittingly infect you um, without your knowledge or despite your having done everything you can to protect yourself. Let's say, uh, let's say one of the presidential candidates um, that is currently running gets elected in November. Um, and they are running on, among other things, a platform of raising taxes, um, especially on the rich, uh, but even the middle class. Well, if your income taxes go up, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop working? Or are you going to work less so you pay less taxes? I don't know about you, but my life's going to go on. I'm not going to quit working. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that I'd work at a lot harder, but you know, ultimately, I'm I'm not really going to change my routine because while I may or may not like changes in taxes or 
things that I see going on around me locally or globally, um, there's only so much I can control. And further, uh, I think it's also important to think about how you control your reactions to things um, like news or current events or whatever may be going on around you. Um, because when you kind of step back and think about the things that you can actually control, it actually helps to kind of shrink your world down a little bit. And uh, in my view, makes things a little bit more manageable and a little bit easier to digest and cope with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, for example, uh, when I started as a financial advisor years and years ago, 27 years ago, um, I subscribed to the Wall Street Journal. I subscribed to um, Investors Business Daily. Um, I read every bit of news that I could get my hands on because at the time I felt that it made me better informed. And if I was better informed, then I could be better equipped to discuss things with clients and to ultimately give them better advice. Now, to be clear, this was back in 1993. This was pre cell phone, pre-internet, pre 24 hour news cycle. Uh, and clearly a lot's changed, but um, not that long after I quickly realized, I, I quickly came to the conclusion that um, staying up with the news is uh, perhaps a, an interesting way to pass the time. But frankly, reading about something that's already happened does not in my opinion, put me in a better position to make decisions today because at the end of the day, I still don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, uh, and, and neither do you. So if you, if you want to be better informed, if you want to read the news, by all means, knock yourself out. Um, I hope you enjoy it more than I ever did. Today, uh, I don't subscribe to the Wall Street Journal or Investors Business Daily or any other news periodicals. Um, I stay up with what's going on in the world just through conversations with friends and family and clients and colleagues. Um, and I frankly have more than enough to occupy my time and attention. Um, but most of the news that I read, it's just, it's not something that makes me happy. There's not a, a lot of positive news coverage. It's out there if you look for it, but frankly, bad news sells uh, and the media industry is really out to sell advertisers, uh, sell advertising dollars. And, and the way they sell advertising dollars is to get more eyeballs looking at their media, whether that's in print or TV or internet or all of the above. And sadly, uh, bad news, um, negative news seems to do that better than positive news. So. Um, I'm not suggesting that you eliminate news from your life, but I would certainly encourage you to try out a, a news and information diet. Go on a break, uh, take a few days or a few weeks off and see what happens. And I think you'll find that uh, you'll still be able to carry on intelligent conversations with people and you'll still be able to uh, operate um, and live your daily life just as you do now. So bringing this full circle, uh, what's the point? Well, right now we're dealing with coronavirus, um, and hopefully that will be a, a thing of the past very soon. Hopefully it'll be addressed and um, no longer a, a threat or a concern. But regardless of when this is addressed and 
no longer a uh, headline news, no longer a, a threat that we're hearing about and reading about. Um, there's always going to be something else. And whether that's the presidential election later this year, whether that's um, something that, frankly, we've never experienced before, um, that we can't even imagine today, there are things that, you know, can and will continue to happen. Um, and it's up to you, it's up to me to decide how we're going to react to that information, react to that news. And as it relates to your retirement planning and financial planning, it, it really boils down to how are you going to let that news impact your decisions and your retirement planning and your financial planning. And it's easy for me to say it shouldn't, it shouldn't impact your financial planning at all, but frankly, we're all humans and we're emotional animals. And so it's natural for us to have sometimes irrational reactions to bad news. Um, and it could be bad news within your family or within your social circle, or it could be something on a global, on a global scale or, or something in between. But I would encourage you next time you're reading or hearing about something that just seems dire, that seems like this is earth shattering, like we've never experienced anything like this before. While maybe we haven't specifically experienced something like the coronavirus in the past, we've gone through, as I mentioned earlier, acts of terrorism, uh, wars, uh, different presidents, both Republican and Democratic, um, different uh, Congresses, uh, and just an untold number of other events, some good, some bad. Um, and that's frankly not going to change. But rather than dwell on something that you really can't control, I would encourage you to instead think about what you can control. And when it comes to your money, um, the list isn't that long. Uh, you can control your cash flow, how much you're saving versus spending, uh, and, and whether you're working or re in retirement, um, there's still always the element of cash flow. How much is coming in versus how much is going out to support your lifestyle and your expenses. So cash flow is one. Time, uh, time or timing is number two. So you can control, um, to a large extent, you can control when things happen, like when do you retire? And if you work a year or two longer, um, what does that afford you? If you retire a year or two sooner, um, what does that cost you? What, what, offset, uh, what offsets or trade-offs do you need to make to make that happen? Um, there's also timing as it relates to events. Um, do you want to plan to um, replace your automobile every five years versus every 10 years? Or uh, let's say that you plan to retire, but do you plan to do some part-time consulting um, for a period of time? Well, do you plan to do that for three years or for seven years? And so the time and the timing or, or the duration of different goals and events in your life uh, is something that most of the time that you can control or certainly exert a large amount of influence over. And finally, risk. Uh, and risk is not limited to just your investments. It's, it's also limited to how much cash do you keep on hand versus how much do you rely on credit card and other debt. Um, certainly, there's risk as it relates to your investment portfolio, and that's something that you can control based on how much you have in the stock market versus how much you uh, diversify using other asset classes like cash or high-quality fixed income. Uh, there's risks around, um, you know, do you vacation 
um, in the Southwest uh, of uh, the United States, or do you um, travel to a more exotic, more adventurous location um, that involves different modes of travel that could, frankly, uh, introduce a little bit more risk to your life and your lifestyle. I'm not here to prescribe the right way to do this because, frankly, that's up to you and you know what's best for you in your life. Um, and that's really the purpose of personal financial planning and personal retirement planning is to come up with a plan that reflects who you are and what's important to you and those you care about. But as you go through the day and through the week and the month and the remaining, remainder of this year and years to come, give some thought to focusing on what you can control and attempting, uh, and, and I admit this is easier said than done in many cases, but attempting to ignore things that are outside your control. If you can't ignore them, be conscious of how you react to them. Be conscious of how you respond. Um, how you react, um, because that goes a long way to influencing how you'll ultimately take action or not. Uh, and so, uh, again, right now, uh, it's the coronavirus. Right now, we're dealing with a presidential election in the U.S. later this year. Um, we've dealt with other crises like this in the past, we will certainly deal with them uh, again in the future. And there's no easy answer, there's no simple way to prescribe the right course of action because it's frankly, it's going to depend. But I do think that there is a lot of value in taking a step back, focusing on the things that you control, you directly control, and doing your best to ignore everything else. Uh, frankly, I, I find that makes what has already become a pretty hectic and crazy life, I found that that makes things a little more simple, uh, a little easier to cope with and deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And I've yet to encounter anyone that does not want to make their lives a little easier and a little more simple. So with that, um, thanks for joining me. And I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of Women's Retirement Radio. Hey, it's Russ again. Before I go, I need to share some disclosure information with you. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. I'm a financial advisor, a certified divorce financial analyst, and an investment advisor representative of Wealthcare Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor based in Richmond, Virginia. The views discussed in this podcast are my own and may not be consistent with or represent those of Wealthcare Capital Management.